and the podcast of the family with Ricky's Family Podcast. with the family podcast Table Talk with Rookie's Family, the official title of this podcast, which includes a mother and a father and four wonderful children that have halos and angels' wings. Good day to everybody, wherever you're listening, in your car, in your home, on your phone. Thank you. You've found Table Talk with Rookie's Family, the family podcast. And we are here. We Well, five of us are here. One's, uh, one's in a new spot. The podcast family can be found all over social media. We'll tell you where to find us later on during the podcast. But meanwhile, we are we are all gathered here, and uh, I don't know. It's been a pretty darn good week. It's been a week of changes. The, That's for sure. Yeah, we have McLaren back with us from uh, Europe. Welcome back. Happy to be back. Woo-hoo. Very happy to be back. Matthew kind of, he made it halfway home. He stopped, in the US. he stopped off in Boston, and we've got, uh, well, a lot of changes. Let's talk about, you're, you're back from Europe, too. Um, you guys went on a trip. Well, tell everybody about it. I don't, I don't have to, to speak for you. You want to start, Matt? Uh, yeah, we, uh, myself, Haley, and McLaren went on a, I was in Europe for 10 days. We went to uh, a few different spots, started in Paris, then Budapest, and then Rome, and then McLaren stuck around for a few extra days with uh, with Haley and went to the Amalfi Coast in Italy. Yes. And that so was what a good what? 10 day vacation for me and 14 for you, McLaren? Uh, a little over. I think it was 19. Yeah, it was a little over two weeks for me. So. 19. It was 16. 16. Well, what did you think of the new places in Europe that you went to? I'd go back to Paris in a heartbeat. I absolutely loved everything about Paris. It lived up to every expectation. And I guess I am very basic. And so, you know, you watch all the sappy love stories about Paris and you hear, oh, the city of love. So, of course, me being me ate all of that right up. And I just, we sat right by the Eiffel Tower for like five hours one day eating cheese and baguettes and drinking wine and i was like i could get used to this for sure may i chime in and ask um how did they pronounce that long loaf of bread when you were in paris i never heard i forgot that you do weird crap with well, it. you went long a it's it? supposed to be a short day it's not a baguette it's a baguette well you're the one that has us living in minnesota so that's why i do that All right. i just wanted to see if you guys are paying attention Gosh. Even when I'm out here in Boston, I get to hey, say big. Oh, hey, no. God. <laughs> bad. And I have a horrible Minnesotan oh, accent, me too. Um, now, one funny thing, when we were in Budapest, uh, I, I don't know if I, I told you guys this, but uh, so we were in Budapest, we were on a tour. Um, we were on like a bus tour, but so we, and part of the bus tour is we got to go up to this like castle thing up a hill. And you get on this little shuttle. The shuttle fits, I don't know, 10 people. Mm-hmm. Open air, like golf cart style shuttle. Yeah. And they have this little like kiosk that you walk up to. You show your ticket, and then they get you on the shuttle. There's two guys standing at the kiosk. So we walk up to them, and there's 
speaking Hungarian to each other. And we give tickets, and we're us three are just talking then. And they're clearly talking about us. The kiosk guys are having a conversation in Hungarian about us. Uh, and then one of them kind of leans over to me and whispers in my ear. And I says, where are you from? Uh, and then the other guy goes, just ask him. We want to hear you talk. We like your accent. <laughs> so, oh, gets better. And so they, uh, we, we were like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Like, yeah, from Minnesota. Uh, well, first we say the U.S. because we just we don't right. we assume people like don't know Minnesota. We right. just say we're from the U.S. And one of the guys is like, "Oh, where in the U.S.?" And I say Minnesota. And he goes, "Oh, Vikings fans." <laughs> just wait. And we're like, yeah, Vikings fans. And he yeah. and he starts giving us crap like, "Oh, you guys suck. The Vikings are <laughs> awful. Like, what a sad life." And wait, don't uh, tell him what team he likes. Have them guess. I think. Packers. Everyone, yeah, I was gonna say everyone no. can probably guess what team this is. Not the like. Patriots, Patriots. Patriots, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a Patriots guy, uh, and so he's saying, "Tom Brady, I can't even fit all my rings on one hand." Uh, oh my going goodness! On and on, and he's probably talked to me for ten minutes about different, <laughs> like specific plays, or he's like Randy Moss, Stefan Diggs, but uh, also Jared Allen. At this so point, he's in deep. At this point, we were on the shuttle. We were like half a block yeah. away from the kiosk. He is then yelling from the kiosk to us at the shuttle. He'd, he'd be quiet, and then he'd be like, Stefan Diggs. And then they'd have this conversation from, like, across the park <laughs> about the football. And then, and then uh, so we go up to the castle on uh, the shuttle, and we walk around for, I don't know, an hour or two. And then we come back down, and when we come back down, He's still standing at the kiosk, oh, yeah. and out of his little kiosk, he pulls out a Patriots scarf, a full yeah. Patriots scarf what? that he clearly like had with him. And it was 85 degrees. It was There was hot. no reason that you would need this scarf, <laughs> and I have no idea why, but he had his Patriots oh. scarf with him in the middle of Budapest. Did you tell him that you were moving to Boston? Uh, I think I did, but he, I, I don't know. I wouldn't. Uh, Lost I didn't translation. He might come visit. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> was he from Boston, or did he just no. like the Patriots? He just likes American yep. football. Mm. He likes whoever's yeah, winning. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Very winning. Of course. Like. Yeah, <laughs> we all like the Patriots. Very convenient. Well, some of us. No, no we certainly do not. No, no. We all, we all I think I like the Patriots. You think you don't, Matthew? Um, what was your favorite part of the trip? Um, I enjoyed Rome the most. Uh, Paris was cool. It's like a it's like a storybook. Every I said every intersection is basically an Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. take a picture of just about any building, and it's incredible and beautiful. Budapest was sort of a wild card, but they have absolutely incredible buildings. Their food was fantastic. Really cool bars to go to, so we had fun doing that. And then Rome was the coolest because of the history. Going through the Colosseum and the Roman Forum and Palatine Hill and all that kind of stuff is, is incredible. And then the Vatican and St. Peter's Basilica, Sistine Chapel, all those are just absolutely The insane. Sistine Chapel was amazing. The Sistine Chapel was incredible. It's, it's so crazy that one guy uh, painted it. So. In four years, too, and the whole ceiling is literally painted, and he did it in only four years. And it's not ding-ding painting. It's, Yeah. Uh, Matthew, did, yeah. uh, how was security? Did you uh, make it through security everywhere without a problem? Yeah, right? 
Uh, I, I once. <laughs> but I was saying, so Matthew carries in his wallet about the size of a credit card, a little metal tool that has what, like an opener, a sharp side. Uh, it's got a blade, like a saw, bile opener, um, screwdriver. A 10-in-1 tool. Yes. Yeah, but it's a, it's a flat piece of metal, like right. a credit card. And it sits in his wallet, and usually he gets stopped at the airport through TSA yeah. by it. But this, more, more, I get through more often than not. But what's the funny thing is, as um, I told my parents, he got through all the different. We went through quite a few airports at home, and then in Europe, and then some security to get into like the Coliseum, the Vatican. Out of all the places, sees Matthew's little card and gets he stops him there. But he's been through airports, securities, everything. He's been fine, and the good old Vatican was like, "No, you can't have that." No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. Did he yeah, have to I, throw it I, away? I mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I buy I buy them in bulk, <laughs> so I I buy quite a few at a time, and so they're usually only about the value about fifty cents a piece. Uh, so if I throw it away, I don't really care. And we did indeed use it to cut cheese I bet. at the Eiffel yeah. Tower. Oh, my goodness. So I use it all the time. Oh. Oh, my. Get your microphone off. Your microphone's not on. That's so embarrassing. Dave finally joins in and his microphone's not on. Well, I didn't go to Europe, so I can't really. You could ask this question. Okay, so we know which was each of your favorite cities. What was each of your favorite activities? Oh, dang it. That's not a fair question. Um, I really enjoyed the Coliseum going through that. Uh, just having seen that in, like, so many documentaries and just the history of it, it was absolutely incredible. Um, and then the other one was in Italy we did a pasta-making class uh, with this young Italian guy who he just makes pasta. And he taught us how to make three different types of pasta – and uh, and then we, he made we cooked it all and we got to eat it and drink wine and it was an absolute blast. It was a three hour class, so we went from just a bunch of flour and water and eggs to like a full meal by the end of it, which was really fun. That's so that amazing. doesn't sound amazing. Yeah, that's highly recommended. Yeah. I want to go there yep. and do that. It was so good. Well, I really like that. Um, but I also we did a wine tour which was really cool, too. It was a vineyard that's been in the family since the 13th century, and it's just been passed down from generation to generation. And that was really cool, seeing, like, where they they do all the wine fermentation and all of it underground. So we were, like, in, like, catacombs for this vineyard. And then also in the Amalfi Coast, I, I can't pick one, um, in the Amalfi Coast, we did a, um all-day private boat tour, and that was pretty amazing, too. Mm. Did you uh, – what did you think of the sand? Oh, yeah. That was such a bummer. So in Positano, we, um, we went to their beach there, and it, the po- Positano is such a cute, cute town – and we get out on the beach, and it's pebbles. It's round. They're like, they're, I wouldn't say they're rocks, but they're round pebbles, and they're black and gray. And the problem is, is 
they're black and gray. The sun is very strong. Ooh, I didn't think about that. They get really hot. So you have to basically bring your shoes with you to go down to the water because the pebbles are so hot. Wow. Or else people wow. are, like, running, but you have to be close to run. We were very close to the shore, so we could have run. But, yeah, it was very interesting. I it, like sand. But it wasn't. It was, so it wasn't sharp because that's all no. leftover volcanic rock or it material. was like round pebbles. They weren't like jagged or anything, but they get warm. And I did find, and I'm bummed out, sorry, geez, yep. bummed out that I didn't find any big sea glass, but I took home a bunch of little pebbles of sea uh, glass. I don't even What about, um, favorite. yeah, when I was there, we would find old tiles on the beaches. Oh. It was really cool, and they were basically like ski, ski. I can't talk either, McLaren. <laughs> sea glass. Um, all the edges were rounded, and but the color was still on the tile pieces. Ooh. It was really cool. That sounds cool. I didn't see any of that. But yeah, I was looking in the pebbles, and I saw like a piece of glass, and I was like, oh my gosh, sea glass. Oh, that's. Fun. I've never found. I mean, they're very small. They look like little rocks, but I'd never found. It's like a pretty white and like the classic green that you see. Yeah, I'd never seen that before. I think blue was the most difficult color to find in sea glass. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I learned that in preschool. I hope I found a you blue did? one. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay, that paid off. No blue bottles. Yeah. Hmm. Um, speaking of, just a quick side note. Tell your story about um, Sophia's teacher when she went to London. Oh. I think uh, that's such a great story. It's also Gabriel's and teacher. I was yes. waiting for him to say something. Um, their yes. preschool teacher, uh, they went to a very fun preschool that we all love dearly. And all these years later, it still is kind of a part of our lives, oddly enough. And I follow the preschool teacher on Facebook, and she has retired a year ago. Um, but anyway, she just told a little story this week when she was a student in college in London, and she, her and her friends went to a little Greek restaurant for to eat, and they were the only people in there, and the owner was their server, and pro- he probably went right back and cooked show. the food and One everything. But uh, she said they were having a conversation, and he said, oh, do you know my son, Stephen, you know, in a heavy Greek accent? And they're like, well, what are the changes we would say your son, Stephen? <laughs> yeah. No, we, we don't know your son, Stephen. So he leaves, and uh, she's looking at, at the wall, and there's a photo of Cat Stevens on the wall. And she's going, mm, Okay, <laughs> so the guy comes back, and, and she looks at him, and she says, is that your son? And he says, yeah, that's my son. Get and out. Like, your son is Cat Stevens? Yes, yes, we do know <laughs> Wait, him. We do know him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we don't know of course, Miss Sue, who um, would have the, the, the students in her class listen to Cat Stevens' songs, said, um, that is how I know that Cat Stevens' name is Steven. So, no, it's, it's actually what now it's you know my son Steven. No. But um, yeah. Huh. Wow. Okay, That's back on track. It was a really cute story. Yeah. I loved it. I loved that is cool. When you told yeah. me that story. Now back to uh, back to Europe. Uh, where did we leave Europe. off? 
We were talking about pebble beaches. Oh, yeah, sea glass. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. You you uh, snagged some of that stuff. I didn't see any of that stuff that you brought home. I know, because I kind of forgot that I brought them home, and I put them in, like, this other little container thing I had, and then I just put them in my room. And that's not all that McLaren brought home. She also gave us mm. as a gift um, three bottles of wine, a red and a white and a dessert wine. So when we get Matthew home here, they are going to make the pasta that they learned how to make. Yeah, They're a lot making of us dinner. And <laughs> we are going to have the bottles wine. of wine. And we are going to talk about their trip and see all their photos. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I cool. did. I will say it's the first time that I came home from a trip. Not that I'm going on all these elaborate trips, but mm-hmm. I came home and next day I printed off all the photos that I took on the trip just at Walgreens. Not the best quality because they look way better on the phone. And then I went and bought, I had to buy two photo albums because apparently. Finding photo albums these days are very hard. Target had zero photo albums. That is amazing. And I even asked someone, because I was in the fo- the frame aisle, and I'm like, nothing's here. And the lady, I asked her, and she's like, looked it up on her phone, and she's like, they'd be in the frame aisle. And I'm like, there aren't any there. So I had to buy two photo albums to put all the photos in. But remember, a lot of people... Don't print out photos. I know. Right. That's so sad. So that's changed. I mean, that has changed. Every, you have it electronically, so you know you can call it up whenever you want and just, you know, scroll through, which is completely different from photo albums. But when you know people are going to want to look at all your photos, it's so much easier to have them printed in a book versus, okay, now you have this phone, because there's over 200 photos that I printed, and then it's like, okay, here, 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 here. Well, we should probably warn uh, the people of the Twin Cities. If you see uh, McLaren walking around with two <laughs> photo albums, she is going to sit you down, and you're going to look at each and every. Grandpa had to go through that yesterday. Whoa, Grandma went whoa, through whoa, that. whoa, 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 uh, whoa. They there chose be... to do that. I Grandma started looking. Uh, yeah. We're driving to the yep. studio, and there's a uh-huh. panhandler on the corner. McLaren's like, here's some of my photos that I went to Europe with. Would you like to see? And the guy just waved her off. God, so, no, Mandy, you better that. get your photos printed and in books. Yeah. Maybe I'll send them to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way right, to do can, it. I'll do a shared photo album. You guys can look at it. Oh, there you Speaking go. Speaking of, send them to us. You guys haven't addressed where Matthew is. Ooh. I know. Look at that segue. Yeah, that is a good yeah. segue. How did you wow. feel about not coming home and going directly to Boston? Um, we, it, like the... The day, uh, like after a long trip like that, all you're you're just ready to like go and sleep in your own bed. Mm-hmm. So it was I was coming back to Boston and I came back to basically a bed that is not mine without any blankets or sheets. Oh, <laughs> and you're tired. No, Save my you. life. I got in at like 10 p.m. So I didn't get back to the house until like 11 something. Um, so it was already late and like I wasn't gonna. Uh, go buy sheets or anything like that that night. Um, so it's kind of a rough welcome home as far as that goes. But I was so tired from flying all day and being in airports that I really didn't have any trouble uh, going to sleep. Um, but, it, well, yeah, it was totally a uh, out-of-your-element weird experience to be coming back to Boston instead of going to Minnesota. But it's uh, I'm, what, eight days in, a week in now? Yeah, how do you feel? It, 
it's been uh, it's been a good transition. We've been working um, quite a bit. We uh, we have an office downtown Boston, and we uh, usually are in the office a little bit before 7 a.m. and had a couple nights this week that we haven't left before uh, 10 p.m. Dear God. Um, so we're doing 14 plus hour days, a lot of days, because then we come home and we usually have some other stuff to catch up on emails or something. But um, so a lot of my time has been spent working. Uh, the office that we have though is awesome. We're in a co-working space in a, a downtown financial district part of Boston, and there's a the co-working space is 10 floors. Uh, of a big building and we can work on all 10 floors and there's snacks and drinks and all kinds of goodies and everything you could want. So I eat basically all my meals there, uh, <laughs> which is awesome. Just bags of chips. They haven't tapped uh, them on the much. They haven't tapped you on the shoulder and said, um, we're not making any money off of you, so we need you to, we're going to dial your meal plan back a bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they might be starting to take notice that we seem to be there always. Uh, they never seem to leave, so they might catch on and wonder if we're sleeping there. Yeah. <laughs> There's really, we're there before everybody gets there, and we're there after everybody's gone. Yeah, they're probably uh, wondering, do these boys have yeah. an apartment? <laughs> we've, we've thought about, are there places we can kind of uh, Rest. Sleep in overnight, or there's like rooms that we can find, and there's a couple of potentials, but we'll see. Oh my <laughs> God, you guys are outrageous. Well, we, the house that we're living in right now is like at least a 50-minute commute. Oh. Um, so we're spending wow. two hours a day. So we're, I get up at like 545 because then we got to commute in in the office before 7. Uh, and then coming home is the same. Um, so that that's why we're like maybe we can sleep in the office because we don't want to spend two hours commuting well, every day. Isn't it a 24-hour office? <clears throat> yeah, it's 24-7. You technically – like, could stay there, but I don't think you're, like, they don't want anyone to sleep. Right. Yeah. That's right. a bad yeah. trend to right. start. You um, could go in shifts. Brannick yeah, sleeps for a couple hours, yeah, right. than you yeah. do. The house we're living in, though, is only for until uh, August, the middle of August. So uh, we're actively in the uh, apartment hunt search right now, and we're looking at apartments that are about a 10-minute walk from the office. So nice. So that, will, uh, that will cut out our commute, which would be nice. Yeah, that's really nice. How is the part? Overall, it's been good. I was going to say, it's. uh, I did laundry for the first time. My my first experience, I did that, uh, yeah, like the the day after I got back. That was my first laundry experience. It went well. Oh. Everything uh, (laughs) went according to plan. Shout out to to Tide Pods. Yeah, because we yep. all know what happens if you don't and you try to do laundry for Those the first time. Those are a great time. snack, kids. No, <laughs> don't <they're> not. <laughs> She's kidding. Do not eat Tide Pods. They look good. They well, do. That's the problem. That has been a problem. That I'm, hopefully they'll figure out how to correct, or at least moms will keep those things high and out of the way. Yeah. Yes, definitely. All right, and um, then uh, you didn't have to do any ironing because you pulled those clothes right out of the dryer so they didn't wrinkle and hung them up right away. Yeah, a couple of the pants I've learned that uh, you don't want to dry them, so I let those air dry. Oh, oh good. good. Yes. Very so, good. Yes, Matthew. Yeah. My face right now is yeah. horrified. I usually do not put any of your pants in the dryer, just FYI. Yeah, so. 
I, I didn't do that. But then I hung them over a door, uh-huh. and the door was dusty on top. Oh. That was mm-hmm. a mistake. <laughs> I like two lines of dust. You could get a drying well, rack. Okay, or I usually just put them on a hanger and then hang yeah. the hanger and let them dry. I'm low on hangers right now. Aren't you glad I made uh, you take the ones you did? Yeah, th- that was awesome. But that just covers the stuff I brought and that not any of the stuff I had in Europe. Well, you can go to the uh, dollar store. Yeah, I they're do. ten for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Let's get uh, back to let's get back to food. What have you made for dinner at home? Yep. At your house. So, You're not home. At your like, house. Yeah. Like I said, I have uh, had most of my meals at the office, but I did day two, went to the grocery store, and I bought I bought eggs, All right. a shredded cheese, um, tortillas, mm-hmm. wow. some ham. Hmm. Um, That's pretty much all you need. Ramens. Ramen. I brought a bunch of ramen. We know you did. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much I've eaten one of three meals, a quesadilla, a breakfast burrito, or ramen noodles. <laughs> or, and I, I, I have, uh, for lunch, I usually make a sandwich. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll bring that in and then just supplement it with uh, chips and whatnot. There's a panini maker at work, so I turn my sandwich into panini sometimes. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> Very fancy. Gourmet, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I've uh, I really wasn't sure how I was going to be doing with eating, but uh, I've been eating the <laughs> meal and it's been great. <laughs> what about does anybody take your food in the house? No, there's there's weirdly there's a there's a ton of food, um, and actually a lot of the guys here will like make an extra stuff for like four other people in the house. Like the other day, um, one guy's a pretty good cook, and he made like um, he had sliced ciabatta and he cooked these like steak I'll send you a picture but he has like these slices of steak with like a vinaigrette on top and like arugula it's like like super gourmet like he made an appetizer for the house and whatnot so he like so he likes cooking and just offers that up oh that's nice Mm -hmm. he he made a we made oh we did make pizza one night like personal pizzas me brannick and Mm. vince pat and uh, he made like a homemade vodka sauce for the pizza. Oh my the gosh! Jeez. It was more like a pizza. I think of it, it was more like a pasta sauce, but we used it on the pizza, and it was absolutely incredible. Wow, that's why I Jeez. saw that bottle of vodka on your kitchen counter in the picture. There's <laughs> pretty much a, yeah, there's, you can you can guarantee there's some bottle sitting on the counter. <laughs> yeah, but it's for cooking, not drinking. That well, makes the mother yeah. feel really good. Yes. The uh-huh. one in the freezer is for drinking. <laughs> the one say, on the counter the drinking is... Ones, yeah. <laughs> the drinking ones are in the freezer. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad yeah. you're eating well, and I'm glad you're adjusting, because we uh, we missed you, and especially, you know, we when McLaren came home, we shared everything, not everything, but just talking about her experience, and we didn't get to do that with you, yeah. so we're eager to... Well, we uh, did yeah. do an hour FaceTime and talked about yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it's still it's not done. the same. Right. It's been... Coming home after, like, work and whatnot, it, like, I, I don't know, I just kind of go, I'll sit for a little bit with people in the house and then just go to bed because we're usually so tired from working. So we've been kind of pushing it pretty hard, which is, I guess, honestly helped make the whole transition easier just because I've been so busy. Right. Yeah. Uh, and on, on top of that, it's not like we're, we're creating ourselves to be busy. Our, our uh, business is growing very rapidly. So it's, it's uh, a good 
the good timing for us right now because we have 100% of our time to commit to it. So that's been fun, too, because it has been going really well lately. Love to hear that. Yeah, that is good. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, many transitions, uh, Gabe is here, and he would like to describe the transition of your former room, and uh, he's <laughs> moved in quite comfortably. What room? Including <laughs> stealing the cable that was in the basement. I he's did. now hooked it up into what? your yes, old yeah. bedroom. Whoa. And you tried to sell your stuff in the garage sale. I did not. I did. I, I heard that. He informed me of that one. Uh, Matthew, I went downstairs to watch the Twins game the other night. The gals were watching The Bachelor, so I went downstairs. For 20 minutes, I looked for the remote in the uh, in the basement, uh, you know, common room, and I'm yep. like, I just can't find it. Well, I tell you what, I'll just turn it on manually. So I went over to the TV and like, where in the hell is the cable box? <laughs> and then I went, he didn't. So I went into the room, and there it is. There's the cable box. There's the remote. He had everything all. What the heck? In my defense. You always watch The Bachelor with them. You always watch The Kardashian <laughs> hey, Georgia. You never go downstairs we'll, we'll to watch anything out. else. We'll edit that part <laughs> out. Down, the only people that used it were me and Matt. I used it. You guys barely use it. And then I was like, okay, I'll just bring it into my room. It's more convenient. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. More yeah. convenient so for you. Are you going to yeah. pay for that bill? Yeah, what no, are we billing not. $10 Ooh. a month? Half, what half the bill. No. Yeah. Would you rather have it used, or would you rather have it sit in a room where no well, one's going like to use it? I like it sitting in the room. Well, the convenience of going down there to watch a Twins game when I what, not watching that one time that you have? Yeah, I couldn't handle week. this episode. She just wasn't doing it for me. Yeah. <laughs> if anything weird electronically happens in our house, mm-hmm. like say you're watching the TV and your tail keeps changing, mm-hmm. or you all of a sudden can't use your phone, oh. or... Everyone immediately knows where is Gabe, what is he doing, because it shuts off your computer, you're working on your computer, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, your computer turns on. Why is there no batteries in my Clarisonic face washer? What? Nope. Different thing. Or (laughs) just saying that he always takes the batteries out of things. I do take the batteries out of things. Or if you're watching The Wizard of Oz as a family, and you're, you're what? 12 minutes into Wizard of Oz, and then it just it stops, and you can't hit play. You try to hit restart, and then everybody scatters. We what? don't end up watching Wizard of Oz. And then two days later, he confesses, I just really didn't want to watch oh, Wizard of yeah. Oz, so I shut her down. I was so mad do about that. I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, you owe us a full viewing of Wizard of Oz as a family. And we're all going to come in your bed and lay in yes. it and watch yes. it. Yep. And your dad gets kind of stinky. I still control the TV. Uh, Matthew. So, are you coming home next weekend? Yeah. So, you'll be live for the podcast? Uh, I don't know. What, uh, what's the date of next Sunday? I don't even know. Uh, the next 20, Sunday the is 30th? 30th. Yeah, 30th. Yeah, it should be home then. Uh, the, then. Not sure. Where are you going to sleep? The day bed in the basement. Trust me, as a mother, I've no. already been really stressing over this. Uh-uh. You get your bed. You're you lucky I'm very easygoing. He left the house. He, you don't it's get his bed. All right, he can take the mattress. Get the mattress out of my room. He made the bed, oh. too. The mattress the is the good part. Who cares about the bed frame? Right. Good luck getting the mattress out of the room. Well, that won't be Thanks. an issue at all. That will be an issue. No. Yeah, well. Gabe, Matthew could just pick you up and put you on the side of the room and take out the bed. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Matthew. Keep the squabble off the air. 
uh, Matt can't yeah. pick me up. Take your hand right now and put it on the base of your the back of your head where Is your skull needs thing? your spine. No, and tell me if you have thing? a horn. Yeah, I do. What? You do? Gross. I don't. Yeah. Don't come home. You stay in Boston. You. Stay in Boston. <laughs> I, we had this conversation a few nights ago. Uh, someone brought it up, and everyone, so everyone's, like, feeling their head. And a few of us did, a few of us didn't, but I, I certainly like, have one. Oh, like my God. Not, wait I don't that. have a horn. I okay. It's so, like a big bump on the back of my head. Yes. So the study, an Australian study, is saying that... Uh, particularly, 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 <laughs> the age range from 18 to about 33 I think might are uh, growing a you might horn out of the base of their skull. Base. I think Gabe has head. a horn. I think he has a horn. This is the middle Wait, of my mouth. Oh, you're saying base of the skull. That's yeah, a totally hear that. different thing. Wait, let's let mom finish. Uh, okay, sorry. And the researchers are saying that this is because of looking down too much for cell phone use. There's also other researchers who are saying this is, there is no proof whatsoever that it's connected to cell phone use. But yes, there is a protrusion in some skulls, and they say you can't connect that to cell phone use. Yeah, I absolutely have one. I don't know how that would work, that it would be connected to that, but uh, I do have one, so... Well, if you if you Google uh, horns coming out of skull, you get a wide variety. Of, uh, <laughs> China China has a problem. Maybe China so. has a uh, a major yeah. problem with horns growing out of people's heads. I'm not sure what that is. I'm like a unicorn now. Yeah, you into a rhino. Uh, but I, you know what? If that is in fact happening, what are we doing? Uh, uh, I, somebody chimed in earlier this week with this story. You're evolving. The body is evolving. Well, they're saying that the ligaments in the back of your head are kind of being torn away. Okay. And as a result, I guess because of too much strain looking at a cell phone. Uh, And then as that happens, it causes a bone spur, basically, in the back of your skull. And that's what the horn is. A bone That's spur. not evolution. I think you're screwing up your body. They're also being called uh, phone bones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that. I don't phone have that. Bones. Yeah. I don't spend that much time on my phone, so I don't think Dad, I know. yes, you do. I don't have the stats I like you guys do. I, I have it either. I was the one that spent the least time on their phone. I want everyone to know that. Mm-hmm. And you have one? No. So one mm-hmm. out of four of our kids have one. No, he does not have one. Let me, you're, you can't have a bump on your head. You're not getting bone skull, whatever this is. It could be a cyst. It's very, like, it's very clearly there. It's a large bump. There's well, no I have to see there. that. Yeah, we'll have to mm. see it when you come home. I don't know if I believe it. Maybe a new mattress, right. new new bed area. In hey, the great I room. have missed my uh, my pillow. Oh, oh, the my pillow. Yeah, my pillow. Why don't you bring gladly that back? take that home because I, I, I should. I, yeah. don't like I think you can get it in that suitcase that I have here for you. I bought uh, two pillows, and I bought one that's extra firm and one that was, like, medium. Uh-huh. And there were ones, like, too squishy and one's too firm. And I like too hard. So I don't. I like I need firm. the my pillow. So I like super flimsy. I like, like just my nothing. blankie. No. Yeah. I'll call Mike. 
over at my yes. pillow, and we'll get you. We'll get you another one. Uh, one quick back to Europe and cell phones. Just kind of a mix here. What do you recommend you do with your cell phone service if you go to Europe? That's a, that's something that I think listeners would really be intrigued by. Let me tell yes. you. <laughs> You don't you don't go to Europe and you buy the damn the stupid SIM card thing. No. You pay it's ten dollars a day to have service across the seas where you can do everything with your phone using your service provider. And we looked it up. That's we have Verizon. That's what they charge. Next time I go over to Europe, I am paying to have complete access to my phone whenever and wherever via Verizon. You think it's worth it so, just to pay the ten dollars a Hundred percent. Okay. It's, I'll tell you why it's not worth it to pay the ten dollars a day. Okay, we have different <laughs> opinions here. You could just pay fifteen dollars for your entire trip for a month. Fifteen dollars a month. Use the company Orange. Oh, yeah, it's Orange, like the fruit. How do you spell it? O R A N G E. Just checking. We're just checking. <laughs> orange. And what is Orange? There, are there, if you have Verizon, can you cheat on Verizon like that? How, what is that? Yeah. Verizon's very uh, liberal as far as using other SIM cards. They don't lock their phones, um, so you don't need to switch anything. If you have AT&T, you, do, you need to unlock your phone, which basically you need to call AT&T and have them do that for you. Mm. Uh, and what that does is it allows you to put another SIM card in your phone so you can take out your AT&T one and put in one, like from this company, Orange. Um, but Verizon, you can just do it. AT&T, I know you have to unlock it. I'm not sure about T-Mobile actually has somewhat of a presence in Europe, so I don't know about them. Um, and Sprint, I'm not sure either. But uh, for $15, Haley got four gigabytes of data, unlimited calls and texts. Yeah, but it didn't so work. Yeah, can use that in about a day. It didn't. So. It didn't work all the time. Like when we were in, I don't remember where was it, Siena maybe. Where she it worked 90% really, of the time, 95%. I just think you should pay the money for your, with your service but provider. $10 a day, McLaren, that, that adds up. up. So, yeah, if I you mean, guys think I wouldn't have paid $160 to have my phone and full access the entire time, you're crazy. Yeah, but Haley paid 15 Yeah, well, it didn't work very well in the Malfi Coast. One day? One, yeah. You guys, I don't care what you say. When you go right. over there and you don't have access to your phone, let me tell you, it's not very there's fun. Also, there's also no guarantee that Verizon would have worked in the hills of Amalfi. Like, it's not a big reception place to begin with. I don't know that Verizon would work very well. Right. She had service in the water, but not in the town. Very much. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. It's very bizarre. That's backwards. But maybe because it was more open, I have no idea. Really, I don't know. Well, All I know is I'd pay. Where a satellite is. Because I also yeah. could have gotten all the texts that were sent to my phone versus just the stuff that was sent to a European. Yeah, whatever. Regardless, I'm paying. Well, I, I didn't have anybody texting that. me anyway. So. Yeah, because the person that texted you was there. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is amazing, though, when, when you would go somewhere and see something and then say, we just went through the Coliseum, here it is. I mean, yeah. we live in such great times with technology that you can send that to us and we can enjoy that, you know, tw- 10 minutes after you guys went there or seeing you eat the pasta, seeing you going to, you know, not having to wait to see when you come home, but to see, you know, going through the winemaking and the wine tasting and all that stuff was really... Uh, Did you guys get our postcard? No. No, no. they haven't gotten it yet. Hey. 
What a scam. I Okay. Let's, we got scammed. Yeah, let's talk about that. What's that? Let's so, wait for the surprise, McLaren. No, no, no. I'm not going to say what we wrote, but don't get too excited because... So we completed our little Vatican tour. Like, we yeah. went through the museum. We saw the Sistine Chapel. We're coming out. And you, when you get out, you get put in this area where you can send the postcard, right? Yep. Postcard was like 90 cents. And so we're like, oh, yeah, we'll send a postcard. With the postage stamp, it came to like two euros. Yep. We're like, yeah, well, for sure. So we buy that. And the guy didn't say any really anything to us, but we bought it. And then we go, oh, can we use a pen? He points to the pen that you have to buy <laughs> for a euro and fifty cents. Oh, well, that's not too bad. And ten ninety nine. Why don't you just not get let the pen? me? Oh, Matthew, at this point, is livid. This is the Vatican. You, you're scamming me. You just sold me a postcard. And you're trying to upsell me on a pen? It's like Granny's like Donuts. Postcard? Yes, that's what this is. This is Granny's Donuts of Europe. This it's is the Catholic scam. way. This is the Catholic absolute way. We need a fundraiser. Yeah. No <laughs> wonder the, uh, the Vatican has so much damn money. Got people paying a dollar fifty to use a pen one time. <laughs> so naturally, he's he's livid, and I'm like, okay, well we'll go find a pen. And we went to the gift shop, and we asked the lady. Can, I'm sure she gets this all the time. She goes, are we are like, can we use a pen? And she goes, was kind of hesitant. She's like, well, we sell pens, so you'll have to use it quick. And then I'm like, okay. Matthew asks me, where do I write the address? But I thought he meant, he asked me, where do you write the note? Oh, no. And no. so I was like, oh, over here, because there were lines for where you write the address. Yes. And then he starts writing the address where you write the note. Those lines be where you write the note. So, oh. the, no, Matt, the postcard you're about to get <laughs> has, like, a sentence on there and some not good situations It may happening. be book smart, but street well, smart. I just wrote mm. it. I, Sophia, okay, no. <laughs> Sophia, You've got if I gave you a so. postcard, you're telling me you know where to write the address? No. Yeah. I no. did. I, I know. Up in the top left no, there's no envelope, there's no envelope on a postcard. postcard. <laughs> How are they sending it to you? A postcard is something that has a picture on one side, and then if you look on the back, you write your note on the left side, and you address it on the right side. Huh. And what's funny, the oh. funny thing is, is as Matthew was filling it out, all he could hear in the background... Was uh, where is it now? Hang on, wait for it. <laughs> Literally. I was pissed that we paid two fifty for the postcard to begin with. That's not worth it. That's a ten cent postcard. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. That is the way to go. Postcards from the Vatican. Thank you very I mean, much. I think I was smart. Neither myself nor McLaren really knew where to write the address, so I just wrote oh. it in both sides. Excuse me. I knew there were li- there were lines towards the bottom. That's clearly where you Let write me the ask address. You, did you guys send one to your grandma since she Mom, specifically asked for one? Why would you that, bring that up? Because guess who didn't was, have phone service to get any information across? Oh, the Vatican has no Wi-Fi. Uh, okay. That so why would you bring that up? That now makes and we no realized address. we did not have her address, yes, gotcha. nor did we have access to a phone that we could get the address. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're going to purgatory. So, the, the so not that Haley had a phone. She, she, she was guys, with Oh, them. can we oh. just stop the oh Vatican God. talk right now? We'll Love the Vatican. We're tabling that discussion. What was it like walking down below where the uh, dead popes are, the, the tombs? Well, oh, and St. Peter's. Elegant. 
Uh, it was really cool. It was yeah, like I didn't know weird. that was there. I didn't know that either. Uh, did they have? And they have them all named and yeah. yeah. And it's funny because each of them has like they're not. It's not all the tombs are the same. They are kind of right. different for each pope. I mean, some are the same or very similar, but I think they might get to pick or someone picks what they want to yeah. be I'm in. I'm sure. I'm sure because mm-hmm. if you're going to be like that And then forever. your boy, dad's boy, Pope John Paul II, he, if you are a pope that is very well liked by the people and you just made a big impact and you're a saint, yep. um, you get to be like on display, which sounds bad to say, but like your tomb is up in St. Peter's. But unfortunately... We couldn't see his tomb because they had it, like, closed. So I was really bummed about that. But he is upstairs in St. Peter's right to the right when you walk in. It's only if you pay can you see his tomb. That's not true. Literally. No, she's just messing because that's (laughs) not true. Because I would have paid. I literally would have paid to see it. Because I was probably the person on the trip that would have been like, yeah, let's just do it. You know what? He moves to his tomb. John Paul. Oh my gosh. Sophia. Sophia. Oh man. Jesus' tomb where his body lays. Let it go. You've been in Catholic school your whole life and still are. Jesus' tomb where his body lays. I don't remember a lot of things. Nobody got that joke. Yeah, I did, Gabe. Thank you. Thank you. I got it. I got it. No, you didn't. I did. Um, All right. Well, so that was. That's one thing I really want to do is take that walk. So I've somehow. We yeah. have to get over there and take time off to do that because I'm very jealous about that the most, that you guys going through the Vatican. Even though I know it's busy and you don't get to, you know, you're far away, the, the papal audience. You didn't have a papal audience, correct? No, because we were on no. our wine tour on Wednesday. Oh, of course. Yeah. They chose wine instead of the Pope. <laughs> Why does he not I go don't... out on Sundays? He's got church. got to go to Mass. Lord. He's got a, you know, he's got a busy. Sundays are the big day for their, yeah. Uh, the uh, Il Papa over there. I don't there. think it, that's not really considered a papal audience, is it? What? Mass? Him coming out on that little balcony? Yeah, that's kind of... I have no... You, you're that, acting that, like that's, that's not, not the idea. papal audience I that I attended. what people right. mean. That was... Pope. Uh, when I had the papal audience, it was in a auditorium. Wow. I don't know cool. how it works. It was much smaller yeah. scale. Sure. All I know yeah. is that it happens on Wednesdays and we were trying to do our wine tours. That's so. for the big... Thing when he comes in the balcony. When he comes to the balcony, that's when the crowd's out there, and he goes like this: "Hey, you over there, get out of the way." We're making the sign of the cross. <laughs> you over there, get out of the way. You can barely see him if he comes out on the balcony because right. it's so far from everything. So. Well, it's still. I'm. That's still really cool. That you guys got to do that. I'm very yeah. jealous. Yes. All okay. right. Well, let's close out. You're up. You're home now. Welcome home. Uh, and now you have to deal with issues um, in the United States again, right? Yep. What do you guys think of free? Go ahead, man. Free water and bathrooms in the U.S. Bless (laughs) up. And free pens and hot water. (laughs) Yes, literally all of the above. All right. Well, it's not all fine and good in America. We're making some changes. What do you guys think of this? Hasbro announced Wednesday it will release a version of the classic board game Monopoly designed for the digital age. Financial experts argue the game's new design could deprive children of important financial lessons. What are they doing? What are you thinking about a computer? Yep, no cash. They're going cashless. Mm. So you'll either, uh, 
In Hasbro's latest edition of Monopoly, gone are the paper money and community chess cards. Instead, the board game now comes with a voice-controlled artificial intelligence device shaped like a top hat. This is one good thing. To prevent... Designed to prevent what? Cheating. Cheating. I was thinking that Mom and Gabe should play this. Everybody's putting the five <laughs> hundos underneath. I, I don't cheat. Always mm. get accused of cheating because I of how much better I am at the cheat. game than everyone. I'm just good at the game. Even when I'm not the banker. Even when I'm not the banker. <laughs> I'm I never still the banker. Win. I, I will, still win. I will tell you this. The best way to cheat at Monopoly, and this is what I do, is... When you know you're going to play Monopoly, you go to the other Monopoly game at home and you take about six of those $500 bills and you just keep them underneath. You don't show them. And they, where did you get all that money? Oh, they're they're different. Smart. That's all you got to do. That's <laughs> all you got to do. But designed to prevent cheating, players will now press a button on top of the top hat and dictate commands such as paying rent, trading properties, etc. The game is set to be released July 1st in a couple of days and is available, okay, from Walmart or Amazon.com. I don't like it. Now, some people are saying not having access to cash, both real and play money, does make it harder to teach young kids about money and money management. That's Laura Levine, president and CEO of Jumpstart Coalition for the Personal Financial Literacy. Uh, I think Monopoly is a fun game. It does get too long, but it does. When you're playing, you have to make a decision. Do I have enough money to do this? Do I? It's not teaching I, you life lessons for exactly. real it's life. Exactly, it's a board game. But it's a it's a good starter to. I mean, for kids, I, it's not going to be their final financial exposure and decision. I hate this game. But I think a digital. No way. Uh, the, the, you have to when you play Monopoly. The cheating factor is always in. Whoever's yep. losing is always going to accuse the other of cheating, even if they're not. They're going to say, wait a minute, where you were on or whatever, or you tried to get free parking money, or you, you double-click on the top hat going 7, 8, 9, 10, yeah. 11. Oh, I missed it again. Mom's been there this a few just times. seems way too confusing. How do you know how much money you have? You guys, I asked for the electronic Monopoly when, years ago for Christmas. I never got it. Well, it's in, in, 2006, in 2006, uh, this is not the first time Monopoly has reflected today's cashless world. Yeah. Uh, an edition of the game in the United Kingdom featured Visa-branded credit cards instead of play money. They had something mm-hmm. like this before, but I don't know. I don't mind yeah, they, it. I, I've seen them. I never played it, but it didn't catch on huge. I, I agree with the I, I can see how being able to handle cash and whether you can afford stuff or not and saving up and whatnot, there's, like, kind of subliminal messages there that kids can learn. But at the same time, come on, like, Monopoly's not really going to – how often do you play Monopoly to the point that you're learning all of your financial wherewithal from it? I, I also don't ever carry cash with me anyways. I only use my cards, so I'm all about it. I don't really care. Same. What happened in the last uh, Family Monopoly game? Matthew and Gabe played a game that lasted hours. Good day. It was like we, we started at like 8 or 9 in the morning, and it was like 2 o'clock, and then we played the day before, too. And then yeah. we ended up calling a truce because it took too damn long. I had and it's it, it and that version of Monopoly is supposedly the sped up version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. Worst game we, ever invented. Me and Gabe, had, we both owned about half the board. Yeah. Well, so we just traded money back and forth. You'd land on one property and it'd be like one thousand two hundred dollars, and then you'd go bankrupt. But then they'd land on your property next turn, and then you would take that money, and that was just the entire round. 
That's not fun playing Monopoly with Matthew and Gabe because they're trying to be all real estate guys mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. let's corner we're the market good. on the board. I we're know. I'm just trying to stay out of jail and get my 200 on go. Literally. Jail can be good sometimes. You're not paying anything if you're in jail. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Grim. See, Matthew. this is the weird perspective you get yep. from playing with Matthew and Gabe. Just Monopoly. dorky things. Sometimes you want to stay in jail. In the early version of the game, you don't want to, but in the late version, you would love to. Okay. Enough okay. Monopoly talk. Well, I disapprove of, I think you should have to handle cash with Monopoly, and that's, that's just the way it is. Uh, well, you know what? Then buy the version with cash. <laughs> right. That's, <laughs> let the market bear, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, well, we have a couple of, oh, we have one more. We went to a grad party yesterday. Our nephew, Matthew, Peter, graduated and is going on to UMD. And then we also have a grad party today for uh, our nephews, Mason and Vincent. Mason's going to UMD, and Chenzo is going to Century Century College. And uh, so three fine young gentlemen that are going on to bigger and better things. And um, it's just funny that you talked about winemaking and wine tasting, Mame, in Europe. Uh, Mom plans on uh, going to do a little wine tasting (laughs) at her next grad party. She did quite a bit of wine tasting last night at the Anderson graduation. And now uh, we'll see what happens at the Mikulski. Uh, I was the the sober driver last night, and... uh, you and McLaren were fun to drive Oh, home. I was just going to say, I like that mom got all the heat when I was literally going glass for glass. She was and toe-to-toe. You yeah, were, and she just got all the heat. I think we drank a box together. Um, I think without a doubt. And I let's told, talk about, yeah. Who poured all of them? Me right here. The and bartender. who told McLaren she can't drive home? And McLaren said no. Yep. McLaren <laughs> okay. didn't drive, drive home. I know. I responsibly drove I, home, everybody. Yes. Yes. After two well, people thought that I was old enough to drive home, I'd like to say that. <laughs> well, you're getting tall enough. Well, Pretty anyway. Soon, yeah. All right, Matthew, we're going to let you go, and we'll talk to you probably later on today or whenever. And uh, I yeah. hope you continue to also find some time to have fun and relax and not just don't make us worry that you're working so much. And You know what? I went to the Red Sox game yesterday. Oh, you did. That's and, right. Uh, and I am taking the day off today. So. Oh, good. Okay. Well, then. Do we'll you have plans then today? No. No, just and that's out. the best. There's none. And yeah, I'm excited about that. Oh, good. Yeah, you're smart to take a day off. That's good. So enjoy your day. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk to you later on this week or whenever. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, Brian. Good See talk. Now. Love you. Bye, Matt. All right, Maddie, checking in from Boston. Let's wrap this table talk version up. Table talk with Rookie's family. Mom, do you have social media addresses for us? Yes, you can find us on Facebook at The Podcast Family, Instagram, The Podcast Family, Twitter, The Podcast Fam, or you can shoot us an email at thepodcastfamily at gmail.com. Very well done. Is that from memory? Yep. Pretty good. All right, that is Table Talk with Rookie's Family. I wish that you would rate us on Apple iTunes. I wish that if you are a potential sponsor, you would say, let's do this and uh, talk to the family podcast. I'm getting the wrap-up sign from Mame Dog. (laughs) Mame Dog, you all right over there? (laughs) Eyebrows up. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. 
Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.